Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the D.C. Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast Remote Edition. I'm coming to you live from California, but Natasha, you're not. No, I'm in Atlanta. Has it been difficult living without this sweet, sweet thing? Me? Um, yeah, real. it's really boring. Yeah, it's boring for me too. I, I wish you were here. But because you're not, we're not going to let that stop us from recording a podcast episode. Isn't that right, Natasha? That is right. It's much as Marcus Aurelius said, podcast is life. He said, make love to your enemies, vanquish um, your partners, and podcast until the empire falls. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. I love Marcus Aurelius. Um, every time I call you to talk to our kid, you seem like you're like in way over your head. <laughs> Sounds like somebody's projecting. We're having a great time. In fact, I wasn't going to bring this up, but the other day our child turned to me and she said, daddy. And I said, yeah. And she said, I don't need a mama anymore. And I was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? And I just figured it was like folly of youth, you know, saying innocent stuff. And I was like, you don't mean that. And she looked, she grabbed both sides of my face and pulled me deep into her eyes and said, I do mean it. I no longer need my mother, Natasha Legero, to be a member of my family or a part of my life. It's better this way. Isn't that crazy? That's not funny. I know. I didn't find it funny either. And that's, I didn't find it funny at all. I actually didn't give her supper for three nights. So I got your back. Just know that. All right. Well... It's nice to see you, and uh, I thought you had something you wanted to talk about. I do. I had a thought the other day, and you got to confirm with me whether this is true or not, although 
telling me that it's true is going to probably reveal one of your biggest mom and wife secrets. So you might be about to lie. The other day, because there's a nanny that's helping out now, since you're out of town and I'm having, I have to work and stuff during the day. So a nanny comes and she watches the kid and she, and I can go up to my office and, and write and kind of create sort of what I would call, I don't know, genius level comedy stuff. And also in a weird way, genius level prose. Um, and she, I was talking to her about something and then I, she, she was kind of like, checking in on me about some behavior or so you know with with our kid and i had this thought i thought wait a minute i bet natasha told this woman to keep an eye on me and to tell her if i do anything wrong and i was like i'm living with the enemy i'm living with a with a spy i didn't say that you didn't tell the nanny when you left like i'm gonna be gone for a month and my husband's a bit of an, a fucking idiot so if he does anything <laughs> dumb No, but I did hire a nanny who would tell you if she thought you were doing something dumb. So what, what was it? I don't know. No, I did not tell the nanny to spy on you. God, what do you think I am? I'm, I, I'm like busy. <laughs> I think I'm like trying to like micromanage your every move. I trust you. A hundred percent. I think you are. Yes. But Okay, I'll believe you this time, but you will admit that it was a missed opportunity for you to not tell the nanny to just give a daily report, right? She does not give me a daily report. I'm saying you should have asked her to do that. Dude, I did not tell the nanny to spy on you. All right, I'll take your word for it, even if you're lying. Tosh, um, speaking of what you clearly have going on with our nanny, which is a secret relationship, what do you think? Should we listen to a secret or two? Yeah, let's listen. Hi, so this is a secret. Um, my boyfriend's really fucking lazy, and we work opposite schedules. Um, so we have a security camera in our house. It's, it's in the living room, but it points outside to our front porch. So sometimes when I'm at work, um, I check to see, like, if he's just watching TV or if he's actually doing something because nine out of ten times I do all the work. And the one time I checked in on the camera while I was at work, and um, he was jerking off. So I was like, this motherfucker, he should be doing the fucking dishes. And he didn't fuck me yesterday. Like, so I got real mad, naturally. Um, I never said anything to him about it because I was like, oh, I just come across as a creep. Um, I don't know, whatever. So then... I don't know what compelled me to check it again, like the next day or a couple of days later, but I checked the cameras again and he was jerking off again. But this time I was like less mad and more intrigued and like potentially turned on. Um, so now it's this thing that I do where I'm kind of like a peeping creeper Tom and I sometimes check our security camera because I can't, I can't see him, but I can hear like the porn and shit that he's listening to. And it's really shitty stuff. Like, the one was def like most certainly stepmom porn, where like the the stepmom was like, "Oh, you're so much bigger than your dad is." Um, so I was kind of like, "I'm not super into that." But to each their own. Um, but yeah, so now it's just like this weird thing I do when I masturbate. Um, I guess I creep on my boyfriend while he masturbates instead of doing chores around the house. So yeah, bye. Is the implication that he should fuck her every day? I don't know. I guess the implication was that she was jealous that he hadn't brought that 
unbusted dick to her before he decided to take matters into his own hand. I mean, the image that I'm getting in my mind actually is like a, one of those infinity pictures, you know, when you're in the nightclub and you go to the bathroom and they have one of the mirrors that mirrors into the mirror and you can look down the hallway of mirrors and see yourself for 10,000 images deep. It's like, I see this image on their ring camera and probably the daddy of ring is looking at it of like him, her jerking off to him, jerking off to her, jerking off to him ad infinitum. It's like a Russian nesting doll of partners not fucking each other, but jerking off to each other. Um, yeah, she, she sounded like she was kind of vindictive and horny. Oh yeah, I wouldn't disagree. <laughs> Okay, let's listen to another secret. hey guys, just listened to the latest episode about sleepovers and some, like a memory unlocked and I have, I have to share it. Um, so my mom always let me sleep over at friend's house, but there was one friend in my apartment complex that I was never allowed to sleep over at her house. Um, and I never knew why, and I, I didn't like it. I wanted to spend the night, but my mom always said no. And looking back, I realized the dad was like kind of a creep, like he just had creep energy. Um, and one time I went to this friend's house, it was an apartment complex, and I knocked on her door and asked like, um, you know, the dad answered the door and I said, hey, can so-and-so come out and play? And he said, oh, no, I have her, kind of jokingly, he's like, I have her tied up in the back. She's cleaning the house. Ha, ha, ha. And I was like, oh, ha, ha, ha. And then he opened the door wider. And, like, I swear to God, I don't know if I'm misremembering, but she was, like, tied up, but, like, smiling, like, joking. I don't know. Like, ah. Uh, This feels weird to share, but I had to tell somebody because I remembered it. And okay, thanks. Bye. There's so much stuff from our childhood where you're like, wait, did that really happen? I, I know, I know. I have a memory when I was a kid that my mom found a marshmallow in a tomato. She's like, look, I found a baby marshmallow in a tomato. And I, for until I was like 35, My, I was like, yeah, sometimes there's marshmallows in tomatoes. And I was like, wait a minute, I need to re-examine this memory. And so I got six dozen tomatoes and cut them open. And I didn't find nary a marshmallow. No, but isn't, isn't that weird that you have these memories that you haven't re-examined until you're an adult? And so you have these fantastical things in your mind because you've never thought about them as adults. You're like, those are still true in your brain. And then you re-examine and you go, there's no way that's true. But do you have any like that? Yeah, Like what? I think, I think so. Or, or just things where you're like, did that, is that, was that me? I don't know. I, I just feel like, uh, I'm always like thinking forward motion. Like I don't really like think that much about my past. Do you have anything that comes to mind of a memory that you aren't sure is true? Not really. Well, when I was eight, I made love to Farrah Fawcett. I'm not positive this is a real memory, but I'm pretty sure I met her at a hotel in Paris. She flew me out first class. I remember there was lobster thermidor on the flight and I'd never had it before and I was eight years old. And I was met at the air at Charles de Gaulle with a, uh, a Moroccan chauffeur. He drove me straight to her hotel suite. 
Uh, we passionately made love for three hours and we took in the Louvre that afternoon and I flew home the next morning. And again, I don't know that that's a real memory or not. You were eight? I was eight years old. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And why'd your mom let you go on a, a date with Farrah Fawcett when you were eight? She was a huge Farrah Fawcett fan. And in fact, my mom wrote her a letter for making a request. And I don't know. Anyway, yeah, it probably didn't really happen. I'll, I'll, I'll ask my mom in the morning. Um, Tosh, we're missing the most important part, which is that was an incredibly disturbing secret. Do you think that was real or did that person make it up? I mean, in their mind. Who was, who was, who was tied up? Another kid? I think it was the guy's kid. Ah, uh, yeah, that's pretty crazy. And I remember there was a few people my mom didn't want me to play or like spend the night at. And it was usually the people who, yeah, I don't know. Maybe she just thought she didn't know them very well or something, but. No, I think it might've been the fact that he tied his daughter up and used her as a labor slave. No, I'm saying like, but she said that her mom wouldn't let her spend the night at that person's house. Her mom had like a sixth sense about it. She had some sort of instinct. God, that is truly disturbing. Maybe you should check in on your friend now. You're all adults. Maybe you call your friend and say, hey, are you okay? Hey, Tosh. Hey, Mosh. You know, you're out of town, but in our guest bedroom, our old mattress just went bad and I replaced it with, can you guess? No. A Helix mattress. I love that mattress. Well, now we have two. I got another Helix mattress and I slept on it just to feel what this new one was like. And I have to tell you that it is the most comfortable mattress I've slept on in years. Yeah, I'm I'm away right now and I'm on a different mattress and it made me forget how great our mattress is. We took the sleep quiz. It takes two minutes to complete. It matches your body type, your sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. So it's like, you know, we, it's kind of like a compromise here. Yeah, like some people like to sleep soft, some people like to sleep medium, some people like to sleep firm. They, they're side sleepers, back sleepers, stomach sleepers, people that move around all night. Anything that you need, you can fill out this quiz and they will give you a mattress that is perfect for you. I'm sleeping on the mattress of my dreams and I don't think you should wait one more day before getting yourself a Helix and start sleeping better tonight. Helix is offering up to $200 off of all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash honeymoon. Just go to helixsleep.com slash honeymoon, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty. You can try it out for 100 nights risk-free, and if you don't like it, they'll pick it up for you. But we don't worry about that because you will like it. It's Helix, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com, slash honeymoon for up to $200 off and two free pillows. Hey, Tosh. Hey, Mosh. You know, every other night while you're out of town, I've been giving our daughter a bath, and I wash her hair, and as I put the function of beauty shampoo in her hair, she says the words silky. Every single time she says it's going to be silky. It's going to be silky. And you know what? I wash that shampoo off and guess what? <laughs> it's silky. It's silky. I love function of beauty. They, I have my own uh, 
my own shampoo made I took the little quiz and my hair has actually been looking better yeah you basically go to the website you tell them all about your hair and they custom formulate a shampoo and conditioner specifically for your hair needs and it smells super good you can try their tropical mango sweet peach crisp pear or they've got settler scents like lavender rose and eucalyptus i've been using the sweet peach and i smell like a georgia debutante every single day and it's silky too function of beauty is the world leader in fully customized hair care go to functionofbeauty.com honeymoon to take the quiz save 20 percent off your first order that applies to all their full range of customized hair, skin, and body products. That's functionofbeauty.com slash honeymoon to let them know you heard about it here and to get 20% off your order. Functionofbeauty.com slash honeymoon. Okay, should we take another one? Let's do another. Hi, uh, Miss, Mr. Casher and Miss Legero. I have a secret. Um, so I... I pee on my hand when I'm drunk, and I don't know why, but sometimes when I'm drinking, I just I pee on my hand. I don't know. <laughs> it's just the thing I do, and it doesn't bring me any joy, but it just happens. Whether I'm out or at home, I pee on, on my hand, and I wash it off immediately, but I I just do it, and... That's my secret. Yes. How do you wash it off immediately? You go to the sink and you wash it off. What do you mean? You pee on your, you reach your hand in between your legs. You feel the hot, hot heat of that drunk beer piss. And then you go right to the sink and wash it off. Yeah, but what if you're like, you only piss on your hand in the bathroom? I would assume, I mean, isn't that where people usually pee? Where do you pee, Natasha? Well, it, why is she pissing on her hand if there's a toilet right there? She's, honey, she's she's on the toilet, she's drunk, and she's like, I'm feeling good and tipsy. It's time for me to employ the old mono plan, which is that she reaches her hand in between her legs and pisses on her hand. Wow, that must be something from her childhood. You think? You think there's some, what could it be? I don't, it's something that's like, it's bringing her some comfort or something. Like why, why? And also I'm so glad for COVID in the sense that like, we don't really have to touch people anymore. Oh, cause we've stopped shaking hands and how many people's hands were we shaking pre COVID that were like this lady pissing on their drunken hands. What a great point. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> What's the problem? I mean, this is why I started this Secrets Hotline. This is what I was excited about, was the weird, bizarre idiosyncrasies that people have in their private lives. Everybody's got a pissing on their hand in their personal life. And this lady was brave enough to share it with us. And I say, amen to that. I love, I love this. And I will, in, in, in kind, I will admit that at one, there was a time when I um, didn't have any toilet paper and I thought to myself, you know, in certain countries, pe don't people wipe their asses with their left hand? And I tried to do that, and I will never do that again. It was, um, it was not, it was not the experience for me. Cute story. Thanks, honey. Well, you're far away, so I wanted to turn you on and give you a little bit of a ring, ring jerk off fodder for you. You know. All right, let's hear another secret. Hey, Natasha and Mosh, I have a secret and. 
I haven't told anybody. Well, actually, my girlfriends know. So I accidentally used up all my vacation days in January. And around late February, my girlfriends thought it would be fun to go on a trip to Italy in December. And, of course, I'm on board, but I don't have any vacation days left. So I faked a pregnancy. I said that I got pregnant in March, and I'm due on November 18th. And I bought some fake pregnancy bellies on Amazon, and I'm slowly going to use them to make it look real. Honestly, I'm doing this because I can't afford to go on vacation unless I have maternity leave. So I haven't worked out all the logistics, but honestly, I think I'm going to quit this job you know, after I quote unquote have the baby and uh you know, find a different job. I don't really care, honestly. I just I really want to go on vacation with my girlfriend. So you know, it's you know, I gotta do what I gotta do. So that's my secret. Love you guys, love the podcast. Bye. It's a funny idea. It's a lot to go through. The commitment, the commitment level is is admirable. To buy the pregnancy belly, that's the part that I wasn't prepared for. But also what I would suggest is as soon as you get back from Italy, like is, try to figure out when you can say it died because mm -hmm. you should like, you should like this, you should terminate this pregnancy. This You should be yeah. like, and you don't really even show it four months. So, and also, do you have a partner? Like, are they going to be like, you know, what's, what's your plan? You know what I yeah, mean? You, like, you just want you the want, lie to feel a, a little believable. Cause if you're like a single girl and now you're having a baby, is your job going to be like, do, what's your plan? I don't know. Yeah. You got to walk in the day after you get back from Milan and just go, Oh, mama mia, it's no good. The baby gone. Oh, mama. Oh, no. It's going to, where is the baby? Ay, 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 mama mia. Full deep tan, you know, just like a beautiful tan line, head to toe in brand new Fendi clothes. You know what I mean? You're like, I don't know what happened. I'm so sad. <laughs> That's great advice. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. The job market is in a uniquely odd situation. And if you're a business owner who's hiring, you probably face a lot of challenges when it comes to finding the right person for your role. For me, it's not something I think about because I mainly work for myself in nightclubs in exchange for chicken fingers and a Diet Coke but you might be an actual professional. Maybe there's not enough applicants with the right skill or experience. Too many resumes to sort through that you need to get through ASAP. Maybe you don't even know where to post your job to get the right people to apply. That's why hiring can feel like trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope that the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com honeymoon. When you post a job on ZipRecruiter, it gets sent out to over 100 top job sites with one click. 
In fact, ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employees who post on ZipRecruiter got a quality candidate within the first day. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at this web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash honeymoon. Once again, remember to go to this unique place, ZipRecruiter.com slash H-O-N-E-Y-M-O-O-N, ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hey, Honeymooners, here's a podcast that we think you'll love if you love this one, and we know you love this one. It's the Bananas Podcast, a silly news podcast hosted by one of our dear friends and favorite comedians. He bolded that and said that I had to read it. His name's Kurt Braunohler, and I do go surfing with him a lot, and he was featured on this very podcast. And also a guy named Scotty Landis, who we do not know at all, but we hear that he's a fantastic dancer. Each week, they share a handful of real, strange news stories that serve as a jumping-off point for their own hilarious personal stories. It's never dark, it's never mean, and it always packs a ton of pizzazz. With great guests like Fortune Feimster, WNBA legend Sue Bird, Michelle Buteau, Miss Peppermint from RuPaul's Drag Race, Beth Stelling, and of course, Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark from My Favorite Murder. The format is so sweet, easy, and fun. You're going to love it. It's funny, it's slightly informative, and it's always optimistic. Head over to Stitcher, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts now and go bananas! New episodes of Bananas every Tuesday on the Exactly Right Network. And follow at the Bananas Podcast on Instagram. All right, let's hear another. Hey, I was listening to an old episode. Oh, this is a secret. Um, Moshe mentioned the first date that he had with a girl brought up cocaine. And I want to tell you about my worst first date. Um, I went out with this girl and we went to this house party. We drove out to the middle of nowhere and I didn't know where we're at. And she disappeared like midway through the party. And um, I found her in her car doing lines of coke. And I didn't really know what to do. And then she was all fucked up, and she was drinking as well. So then we got stuck there. And I ended up having to sleep in the back of her car that night. And that was our first date. And what's even worse is that I still ended up dating her after that because I'm stupid. I don't know. I will say this. I am so grateful that to be married and not to be in this ever in the situation again where you're like dating someone who you know from the first moment you guys interact romantically that this person sucks, but there's something like exciting about them. So you're like, I'm going to just hang with it to see what other kind of experiences I can wring out of this fucking loser. I just like, I'm so <laughs> grateful. Like, <laughs> What percentage of people do you think marry those people? Uh, I mean, you're saying how often do people marry the, the like exciting loser? Yeah. I think if it happens, it happens quickly, and the divorce happens even quicker. Mm, totally. I mean, but I would say for, for me, I, I only, only ever married one of those people. The loser? Yeah, just only once. That was only a single experience of marrying, like, the kind of exciting, like, kind of off-kilter, drug-addled, like, you know, kind of, like, ne'er-do-well loser. I'm a very steady kind of uh, chill person, so I don't you think are. you're talking about me. No, I'm not. Actually, I know you thought that I was doing like a fake roast of you, but actually what I was doing was a big reveal that I've actually been married before. <laughs> yeah, and she was unstable, um, but she's actually no longer with us. 
and she was a huge icon. So rest in peace, Miss Fawcett. <laughs> oh, what do you think, Tasha? We hear another secret? Yeah, let's hear one more. Hey guys, um, I have a secret that I haven't told anybody. Um, and I have a lot, but we'll just start with this less juicy one. Um, so when I was 16, um, I think just getting my license, living at home still, um, I was, I think it was just coming home from a night of partying. Um, don't drink and drive guys. <laughs> um, I was just coming home. It was like the middle of the night, um, coming home and, I just remember feeling like, as I was driving home, just like really horny. So <laughs> I live in like this really, really rural, small town bumfuck. Um, and um, I, you know, I didn't like have a, a vibrator or anything at that point in time. So I, and I also grew up in like a very Christian, like, you know, conservative household so it was the middle of the night so I just pulled into like this really um like abandoned um old cemetery and just turned off all my lights and used the shifter to masturbate <laughs> and I I don't think I'm gonna explain and I think I'll just let you use your imagination there Bye. You think she put it all the way up her vagina? Or I mean up her pussy canal or whatever it's called? Yeah, it's called the vagina, Natasha. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it is called the vagina. And it's not called the pussy canal. And I would expect that you would know. And no, I don't think she put it all the way up her pussy canal. <laughs> what do you think she did? Just kind of rubbed against it? I guess maybe she turned the car on and revved it into third gear, you know, fourth and just started like pumping the gas. So it was vibrating. All I know is that that shit played out like a Husker do song. That was like, you know, horny small town Christian girl pulling into a graveyard and masturbating on the stick shift. I mean, it was like, was it goth industrial? Was it, was it rock nineties rock and roll? I don't know. I loved it. It was, it, yeah, it felt really good. Do you think that's that's pre-inter that's pre-porn, right? On the internet? I know. Nobody has good stories like that anymore because now you just feel like, oh, I pulled into a waffle house, I busted out my iPhone, and I looked at stepmom porn on a ring camera. <laughs> oh, that's so depressing. I know. But people are getting off quicker, and that's kind of nice. I once heard an old trucker's trick that if you masturbate but don't don't ejaculate, you'll stay awake on the road. And so one time I did that driving back from Burning Man, trying to get to the airport when I had an overnight drive, and it worked. I'll tell you what, it did work. You hang out with a lot of old truckers? Well, I wouldn't say I hang out with a lot of them, but I have solicited a few of them for their services, if you know what I mean. <laughs> okay, well, try to not do that while I'm away. I will try. But I miss you terribly, Natasha. We miss our rock, our stable, non-drug-addled rock. And um, if you miss me, honey, I would just say look at the Ring for the camera app because I got a little surprise on there for you. And you know what it is? 
What? You'll be you'll be able to see what my porn search words are. And you know what they are? What? Natasha plus Legero plus feet. <laughs> you know why? Okay, good. Why? Because I love you. Feet. I love you too.